Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader podcast. And I'm your host and the founder of Blue Pea Pod, Ruth Sanderson. If you want to become a leader of an organization where people feel alive and fully contribute, one that really understands who you are, lets you contribute your talents, live your purpose and make a difference. Listen in now as we share the latest practical ideas and techniques to experience authentic success through leadership. Hello and welcome to the Blue Pea Leader. I'm Ruth Sanderson and in this episode I want to talk about the difference between a coach and a mentor and how do you go about finding the right one for you. Now I've been coaching and mentoring for a long, long number of years and I find them both great vehicles that can get you to your chosen destination. But of course it does help you to know which one is most suited for what terrain. Because there are times when what you want is a coach. There are times what you want is a mentor. Sometimes you what you want is a sponsor, but we're not going to cover that in this podcast. And sometimes you, you want a coach and a mentor in one. You want both. So let's look at what is coaching. So coaching is results orientated, i.e. the person obtains a positive, tangible benefit from it. It's 100% facilitative as the coach because the coach is working with a process, working with context, working with structure. Your coach will ask you questions. There's no telling you what to do. There's no advising you. There's no teaching you. And you, the client, are the one that has the answers. It's your coach who helps you to unlock them, to find them. Uh, I kind of describe it as something a little bit like unravelling the spaghetti in your head. Now, of course, this is done through nurture and praise, but also a good coach is going to challenge you. They're going to push you. They're going to stretch you. We're going to cover mentoring in a moment, but one of the differences between coaching and mentoring is it is possible to coach somebody around anything. You don't necessarily have to have knowledge of the subject. For example... I know absolutely nothing about golf. I don't play it. Yet, over lunch, with my clients, I have coached them around their golf game. And they've gone on to improve their handicap. Or has it decreased their handicap? But anyway, they've gone on to get better. They've gone on to win tournaments that they've entered. Now, mentoring. Mentoring is also results-orientated. But I think one of the biggest differences is that the mentor will also, now they will also ask you questions, but at some point they will also tell, they will also advise, they may also teach, they kind of fill in the gaps. They're giving the client more resources, more strategies, more knowledge. And so consequently, in this context, the mentor has to know something about the subject in a business context, it's a bit like having your own personal trainer. The program is bespoke and designed for you. Now, one of the things that can happen in mentoring is that a part of the results may only be as good as the mentor. So, you know, does the mentor actively keep up to date in their field? In which case, if they do, this isn't going to be a problem. Do they challenge their own mental models? Do they work on increasing their self-awareness? 
If they do this, then they're less likely to pass on their foibles. Very often, business leaders are comfortable having a mentor or a few in some cases. You know, you're kind of looking for who's the best at this, who's the best at this, who's the best at this, where can I go to learn what I need to learn? I know I found them invaluable. But I have noticed that actually there's a a reasonable percentage of leaders that don't have a coach. Or they think coaching is just for somebody who's underperforming. Now, I guess you could turn around and say, do I do I have a coach? Do I have a mentor? Do I have both? Do I get two for the price of one? Uh, or is it take uh, why take two bottles into the shower when you can just take one? At the end of the day, whereas we're making our progress through leadership, the impact of what we do has greater ramifications. And it can be good to be able to check out your thinking. If you're open to being challenged and you want to go from being good to being great, then getting a coach or mentor would actually benefit you. Because the next thing is you've got to find one that's right for you, based upon the results you want to achieve. Because great coaches and mentors are interested in making sure that there is a fit and a match, that it isn't just, it's good for everybody concerned. In fact, if they don't think that they're right for you, they'll tell you and, assuming that they're well connected, will more often than not know somebody who they think would be a better fit for you. Now, in finding out if you're a fit in a match, you shouldn't actually have to pay for this. My first conversation with a potential client is without risk on both sides. That way we're both free to decide without any obligation or any sunk costs actually influencing our decision making. With a lot of my clients, I am both a mentor and a coach and I switch according to the situation. What I can share from my perspective is the investment I have made in my mentors and my coaches has paid dividends over the years. And it's been the fast track approach to me getting the success I wanted. You know, I used to think that I had to do it all myself. That given my intelligence, I'd be able to figure it out. Yet I kind of learned that given my goals and what I wanted to do, I couldn't actually afford to sit in my ivory tower working it all out. And I've actually seen other good leaders get to a certain point, a ceiling, where What they've done is run the strategies that have worked for them, that have helped them be successful. And they have effectively got to a position whereby they've sat in their ivory tower trying to work it out. And it hasn't worked for the business and ultimately hasn't worked for them. You see, most business leaders achieving their goals is there comes a point whereby it's a blend of what they're doing and who they're being whilst they do what they do. Consequently, having both a mentor and a coach is a powerful combination that covers both terrains. As Einstein said, the thinking which got you here won't get you any further. What he means is that your current thinking, your current habits, your current beliefs, your current patterns, they shape how you view the world. Consequently, if you want to change something, there is a high probability that your thinking needs to shift first. But very often, we're not aware of our thoughts or the patterns. So this can be very hard. 
So how do you find a great leadership coach? And do you do it face-to-face, on the phone, what's the best frequency, duration? Oh, there are so many questions to consider. But if you're someone who wants to do the best by your staff for the business you lead, and of course yourself, then you're going to be going places that you've never been before, and it's going to challenge your knowledge and your mental models. So how do you find the right coach? Well, you can do this through recommendation. Ask your mentors, ask your other successful leaders who they've used. I mean, you can search the internet, you can use LinkedIn, etc. You can have a look when you've found people, check out their website, maybe get a feel for their style, their experience. But when you find this someone, then what you want to do is ask them some questions. So what's their background? Who do they typically work with? And what level of leadership? What are some of their successes? You know, I've said about the difference between coaching and mentoring. So, you know, a coach doesn't necessarily have to have experience of the industry. But there are times when it can be advantageous because they're aware of the language. They're aware of the challenges. They're aware of the possibilities. I think probably what it is, is you need to look at whether is the coach is a cultural fit for your organisation and can help you get the results you want. So with that in mind, the second part for you is you really need to have clarity because it helps you and your potential coach if you have a clear idea of the outcome you'd like to achieve and the reason you've chosen coaching. So what are your expectations? What are your constraints, if you have any? What else have you tried to reach your outcome? By doing this, you're doing your research and you're having conversations. You can determine, is the person, is the coach, the potential coach, a best fit for you? But again, they can also work out, are they the best person to work with you? It's a mutual choice decision. There have been times for me that I've known that whilst I could work with the person technically, I also knew that there was a better person to coach them from a personality fit perspective or some other element that was important. And I just thought, well, you know, it's about helping you get the best. And therefore, if they knew that there was somebody that was better, I'd put them in touch with that person. The duration of coaching. Now, this is a tough one because it's going to depend upon what you want to achieve as an outcome. It's going to depend where you are. So, some factors. In some cases, the duration of the coaching is actually just a few hours. It can be an intense half day or a day together. In other instances, it's say an hour a month over the next 6 to 12 months. If it's the latter route, then what's important is commitment. It's really important that you protect those coaching slots as if they are precious gold. I mean, it's all too easy to let an urgent bit of work take over and ask, can we just move our slot? And it's possible we can, but sometimes we confuse urgent and important. Your coaching sessions are important to you achieving your outcome. Whatever is urgent is, but forfeiting your coaching slot is often not the best decision to handle the urgent. And here's the thing, nobody else is ever going to value your coaching more than you do. My clients often say that these sessions are their lifeblood, their time to get perspective, to reassess, to recharge. 
uh, one person one time around this described it, it was like a, a, a massive shot of oxygen. Now, initially, I have to say that sometimes they've let the urgent take over, but not anymore. Instead, they looked at what was happening so that the urgent kept coming up. Root cause analysis is always better than surface treatment. And they started to protect the coaching sessions because they knew the difference it would make. Now, should your coaching be face-to-face, via the phone, email? Again, there are many different routes. So coaching doesn't have to be face-to-face in order to work. I've got clients all around the world and we often chat on the phone. I mean, now we've got things like Zoom, FaceTime, etc., etc. But, you know, again, you don't necessarily have to be able to see uh, one another. Now, when I do my intensive coaching sessions... Again, they're either on the phone or face-to-face. I've got several clients who want to make the trip to see me and use that travel time to prepare for the session or to begin their action plan post the session. And they prefer to come to me rather than me to them because it affords them this reflection space. As an aside, I've got to say, when I run the leadership retreats, many comment on the benefits of being in a different place of the impact a walk on the beach has whilst answering some tough questions. What is vital is the level of relationship, the connection and the trust. If that's not there, then it's tough to help the coachee make the shifts required to achieve the outcome. And it is the coach's responsibility to build the relationship and to establish trust. And they're trained in this, so they know how to do it. But having got that... Together, you build a really great, strong relationship that often lasts beyond the coaching. If you're looking for a coach and a mentor, if you're looking to take your leadership to the next level, if you're saying to yourself, I've got this potential and I want to tap into it, then pick up the phone and have a conversation with me. It may be that a half day session is going to be just the ticket. It may be that there's a different way of doing this. But I said, you know, the first step in finding yourself a great coach and a mentor is having the clarity of what you want as an outcome and then having the conversation to determine fit and match. So, no obligation conversation. Get in touch and we'll find out if and how I can support you on the next phase of your leadership. Until next time. Go and be the difference in leadership.